the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Rachel Gilbert. Welcome to the London Free Press Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert. London Health Sciences Center has come under fire recently for some extravagant spending on several overseas trips for executives amid news of a projected $76 million deficit. And today I'm speaking with London Free Press health reporter Jennifer Beeman about the travel controversy as well as four other controversies that have occurred in recent years. Hi, Jen. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks. Thanks for having me. We always love having you on here. Uh, And I know that you had a story recently about um, the five main controversies that have been at LHSC in the last four years. Can we just go through those uh, individually? Just just kind of a brief overview of what they are. Um, uh, Number one was uh, five uh, LHSC execs went to Dubai, Oman and Qatar in November 2019 for about seventy five thousand dollars. And that that people had concerns about that way back then. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it's, it's probably worth mentioning that, you know, it's not like we want to pile on LHSC at this point. I just think the public reaction to the travel story recently mm-hmm. kind of needs to be seen in the context of other issues that have come up at, at LHSC in recent years. So, yes, that Middle East travel in 2019, um, people were kind of upset about it. Certainly it ruffled the feathers of some people. Um, you know, it was kind of a smaller kind of thing, kind of went away. And then in January of 2021, we had the Paul Woods whole situation of uh, the revelations of him traveling abroad to see family and then the, the lawsuit he filed and the resignation of the board chair. Uh, and that situation was just settled for an undisclosed amount this spring. Um, kind of fast forward into 2022, there was a, about $220,000 pay increase for the new, the new chief executive, Jackie Schleifer-Taylor. And so, you know, Sunshine List stories are always kind of like that. They come out and they're flashy, but this was quite a large amount that people took notice of. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, of course, probably the biggest implications for kind of London hospital relations, uh, the free press in the summer broke the story about the split between St. Joseph's and LHSC, uh, driven largely by LHSC, just deciding to kind of you know, end that formal collaboration with this peer hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, now this fall with these sort of, the, the two trips that have gone ahead and the one that was canceled, you know, with days to spare. So let's talk about the trips uh, themselves, because that's kind of that's the big controversy right now. That's what a lot of people are currently upset about. Um, they went to Australia. There's a group of execs that went to Australia. Uh, no, not Australia. They went to Portugal and then the UAE. They were going to go to Australia and that one was canceled. Uh, let's talk about the Portugal trip, because I know Jackie uh, Schleifer Taylor was actually speaking on that trip, but there were a lot of people that went with her. There were quite a few uh, LHSC executives and some foundation folks as well that did go to Portugal. Um, They were there for a conference. It was quite an interesting conference, it looks like, by all accounts. There were people from other hospitals and other nations. They did some tours of hospitals in Portugal. However, the sheer number that was sent, I think, has kind of rubbed people the wrong way. Uh, You know, it's at a time when a lot of us are doing a lot of belt tightening, kind of, you know, cost of living going up and, you know, living a little leaner and then to see kind of executive travel on that level and on that scale with the number that we've seen go is, you know, maybe something that people are not taking too kindly to. Uh, just kind of for context, a peer hospital, Hamilton Health Sciences sent one person. Uh, LHSC was over a dozen to Portugal. So we um, sent so that 16, was is that right? 16. We sent 16 to Portugal and, and Hamilton sent one. Did we need all those people to go? Were they you all necessary? That's not a question I have an answer to. I mean, certainly there was a decision that was made that that it was uh, necessary, although that does certainly seem like quite a few. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, some of the people I was speaking to, it said, you know, maybe they could send a couple 
if it's really necessary, or, you know, if we want to bring one of them over to Canada to come and talk to LHSC's team and to our hospital here, that could have been a way to work around this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one to the UAE was a smaller number of people. Um, and that was sort of for kind of that professional development, fact finding and recruitment sort of piece that that they went on that trip. They did talk about recruitment a lot. There were uh, six people went to the UAE uh, it, this month, actually, just earlier this month. That cost $70,000 to send six of them. Um, and so they are trying. We, we do have some doctors and nurses and some staff from the UAE, that area. And they're trying to recruit more. That was the purpose. Generally, yes. Uh, and even in 2019, that travel to the Middle East, I think it was three countries, um, was sort of for yeah. fund development purposes. So training and connections with those hospitals. So, you know, certainly that's the reason they're giving. Uh, I think just the sequence of it, though, kind of is also alarming to some people. We have Portugal, then we have UAE. And then right kind of on the heels of that, there was a planned Australia trip for 11 executives. And they are supposed to be there right now, but that actually got canceled. It was canceled. Yes. So a lot of kind of tumult happened in a few days, a few quick days uh, last week or the week before, I think it was last week, actually. Um, Basically, you know, with two days to spare before the kind of trip was supposed to begin, LHSC canceled it. There had been one executive that was already in Australia that was taken right home, pulled right home. Okay. Uh, and, you know, the cost, they've said the cost of canceling that trip is minimal. Uh, they had said that, you know, it was really necessary to cancel it simply because of a transformative announcement that was coming in a very, you know, short couple of weeks or coming weeks. Uh, and also, though, at the time, the ministry had confirmed to us uh, that they were looking into the travel. Uh, the Ministry of Health and the minister's office just was aware of the situation and were looking into it. I, we don't necessarily yet have details on exactly what that means or what the probe looks like, but mm-hmm. uh, certainly the province is, is also aware. Do we know who who tipped them off? I mean, did they hear it from in, in the news or, you know, do we know why they're looking into them at all? Do we have any details on that? Well, it's certainly possible they were tipped off. We also wrote about it. So it would be out there kind of publicly. And so some of their stakeholders might have come forward. We're not really sure what triggered it. But, you know, the the province doesn't want scandals in its public hospitals or or things that appear to be not above board. So that would be probably why they're taking a look. Okay. Um, The trip, uh, the Australia trip, they say, was also canceled because of a a transformational announcement that was coming. Has that happened or has that happened already? They never specified what the transformational announcement was. However, uh, just the other day, there was a very, very large announcement of $20 million from the Verspeeten family. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now they've donated to the hospital before. um, And and Archie Verspeeten, the the, the patriarch of the family, had just died like days prior over the weekend. Uh, So while we don't, while they've never specified exactly what the transformational announcement is, this certainly would count. Maybe we can maybe assume that that's what this is. It's the largest donation that any hospital foundation in the region has ever received. And it's basically going to rename the London Regional Cancer Cancer, Cancer Program to the Verspeeden Family Cancer Program. So um, it was a really great announcement yesterday. So so perhaps that was it. Uh, And so that would be something that all the executives would have to be in attendance for? There were certainly, they filled the auditorium. So it was a very, sure. it was a big moment for the hospital, right? a very large donation. Uh, the acting chief executive was there, um, you know, sharing kind of his story and what this means to the hospital. So yeah, a big moment for LHSC. Okay. Um, so there are a lot of concerns from uh, several unions and, and lots of critics, um, some advocacy groups about the travel recently, the travel costs. Um, what are some of the concerns that you've been hearing in your reporting? Well, it doesn't come as any surprise that, you know, 
things are a little bit, there's a lot of people that are doing a bit of belt tightening and looking at their budget and kind of cost of living and things. Uh, also, right now, the hospital is staring down a $73 million deficit. Mm-hmm. This comes after about a $46 million deficit the year before. Um, you know, the typical rules for hospitals in Ontario for many, many years have been you can't run a deficit. You're, you know, kind of a publicly funded institution that isn't able to. Um, you know, the, the hospital said it's Bill 124, the repeal of that. So there's back pay owed to frontline workers. That was the wage freeze bill that the province put forward. Uh, and also just general cost of business and, and kind of the cost of supplies and, and things like that as well that's kind of driving up that pressure. Uh, so in kind of the, the broad context of it, maybe people's ability to look, you know, kind of people might be a little more sensitive to things like executive travel at this time and they might otherwise be. And that was one thing that a crisis communication expert I spoke to had said is just, you know, it's coming at a time when we're less likely to just kind of shrug our shoulders at it, where we're a little more, you know, look interested in scrutinizing things like that. Sure. If I'm tightening my belts, shouldn't they be doing the same? Right. I see. Um, and we're, we're really sensitive to that kind of, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go, that's sorry. okay. We're really sensitive. We're really sensitive to that kind of thing as humans, too. I mean, I think even in our own life, we really care about fairness generally. So if you're in a job and your boss is going off on vacation and not giving people bonuses or anything, like we're, we're very mindful of that as, as people. And so I think that, that it, anything like this kind of triggers that sort of almost like primal kind of fairness sort of drive humans have. So I think that's part of it as well. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, there's concern about... Um why officials are visiting countries where private health care is prominent. Uh, maybe it's not completely private. Maybe there's public and private. Um, but what are, what are those concerns um, and, and why wouldn't we visit countries like that? You know, no, no country has exactly the same health system. So there's countries that have, you know, public systems that are completely public, no private investment at all. And then there's ones that, you know, allow for some private investment here and there. Um, Canada kind of has that a little bit. Um, there are sort of private entities that do contract with the government to do certain works um, just to kind of expand our capacity. Uh, that is a criticism from some people, just like what can exact what exactly can we learn from a, a, a country that doesn't have the same pressures, systems, populations that we do? Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly a fair criticism, although, however, you know, on the on the flip side, there are certain things that hospitals do. Hospitals treat people. Hospitals flow patients through in certain ways. Hospitals research. Hospitals, you know, connect research with on-the-ground clinical care. And so, you know, while maybe the systems are different, the hospital and others who kind of would defend this type of travel would say that, you know, there are still things we can learn um, from a frontline perspective and sort of a managing people and patient flow perspective. Sure. Yeah. In terms of where the money for the travel comes from, uh, I know that they the hospital has said that they have a professional development budget. Um, do we know if uh, because a lot of the concerns are, you know, we don't have enough beds, we don't have enough doctors, we don't have enough nurses. Can we move money from a professional development budget from, you know, this bank account, this coffer to an, to another to frontline work? Like how easy would that be to do? I mean, it's one thing to just cancel the trip outright, but then is that money's just sitting in the, in that account for professional development another time or what happens to it? That's kind of a loaded ask question. Some, <laughs> ask me some tough questions. No, it's great. I, I mean, yeah. I just, I think, you know, any organization will have sort of an administrative or kind of, um, you know, professional development budget. Mm-hmm. Um, the hospital is very adamant that no patient, no patient care funds, no taxpayer funds have been used to pay for these trips. 
Um, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, boards would kind of figure out how they want to allocate resources within the hospital. They have some discretion there, as well as, you know, funding agencies would have some discretion about how funds are allocated. I think it's also worth noting that the hospital has a budget of $1.5 billion with a B dollars a year. So, you know, the expenditure of about $470,000 is quite small in comparison to kind of the big picture of the hospital. Uh, it doesn't mean it looms small in people's minds or in critics' heads, but I mean, that's also another piece as well is that we're not talking about something that would necessarily have a transformative effect had it been completely moved into something else. Sure. Yeah. Um, the co-chair of the London Health Coalition, uh, which is an advocacy group, has concerns about the governance generally at the hospital. And he was suggesting perhaps we should have an elected hospital board, kind of like we do for uh, the education, Thames Valley School Board, uh, the Catholic School Board. Is that something that is done anywhere else or or is that even a viable option? You know, I'm not entirely sure if it's done anywhere else. I always find it interesting when it's brought up because, you know, we do elect school boards, so why not hospital boards too? Although you kind of end up in a situation where maybe it would be too complicated and municipal voter turnout is pretty low anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's kind of a lot of kind of logistical pieces that maybe make it not something that would be seriously looked into. Um, the board is an interesting one because I think that we haven't really heard from them much as well, you know, the, from the board chair things. Okay. Um, but, and, and we know that the travel expense, because it wasn't of, of a certain level, was not, you know, brought to the board, was not approved by the board. Uh, I do think there's questions sort of, and as well, some of the governance experts I've spoken to kind of have questions about why something like that wasn't brought to the board simply because, and given the context of, you know, international travel has been a bit of a a sore spot for the hospital in the past. In 2019, we had kind of an identical almost um, kind of public backlash to it. So the idea that that wasn't on their radar is something that might require sort of a more proactive approval process, um, I think. You know, maybe that was sort of it. But yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting question. Yeah. Um, The CEO, Jackie Scheifler Taylor, uh, has stepped down for a minute. Uh, 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 She's on a leave right now. Was that due to this travel uh, controversy? Do we know why she's on a leave? And it is a paid leave. Is that right? The hospital said she's on a health related leave. Um, We can assume if it's a health related leave, probably is a paid leave. Uh, we've got an interim CEO. Actually, the board just had its first meeting today where they ratified, um, you know, his, uh, this new acting CEO's, you know, leadership. So okay. that was today. Um, but yeah, we'll have to kind of wait and see what happens next um, on that file. Okay. So it's not, as we know, not related to this travel, these travel issues. Um, and and the newest thing is that the deficit has been projected to be about 76 million, which is what you said. Now, that's 30 million more than than the last year's deficit. Um, is this a normal deficit when compared to hospitals of similar size? You know, hospitals in Ontario will be seeing deficits um, probably, you know, depending on they would be kind of scalable probably to their size because a lot of it is linked to that sort of Bill 124 back pay um, issue. Um, It was a a public sector wage freeze, it was challenged, and now they're kind of on the hook for that sort of retroactive pay. So we we can probably, you know, as budget season rolls around, expect to see similar kind of situations with other hospitals. Okay. Um, And what are we what are we looking forward to? I mean, obviously, you're going to still be investigating this issue. There's lots of questions that I know as reporters at the Free Press you still have. And we're expecting to see some expense reports come out soon, too, right? We are. November 30th is, is sort of one of the days where they um, 
kind of drop their expense reports. So we're kind of expecting to see maybe something there. Um, it'll be interesting to see what it shows. It's possible that it won't show exactly, you know, depending on how the travel was sort of paid for or, or how it works, it's possible. It might not. We don't know. We'll see. Um, okay. So that's something we're looking at too. And just, you know, other kind of things related to travel as well. My inbox is full of kind of people that are are weighing in and chiming in on it. So we'll we'll see where it goes. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us. We're definitely going to be watching your reporting on this at lfpress.com and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much. 